the country and around the world iHeartRadio as well as I mentioned check out J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com and we have got a fabulous fabulous new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide that's right don't forget to write podcast they welcome everybody into thought-provoking and challenging truths by host Michael Head. He invites listeners to journey with him into transparent and real conversations on mental health, with the goal to bridge the gap of mental and spiritual health. You can join the conversation by searching DFTW anywhere podcasts are played. It could save you or your loved one's life. Get more information on their website at dftw.buzzsprout.com. Episode 9, the EMDR is destroying my anger and sadness. That is a fabulous episode. Go check it out today at dftw.buzzsprout.com. What the hell is a buzzsprout? That's what I want everybody out there. Check him out today. We've got more coming up right now here on Transmedia Worldwide. Okay. Michael Head. He sounds like a porn star. He sounds like someone we should have in the porno world. The porno world. It's the porno world. I don't know what that even means. It is the world famous. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We talked to a porn person on our show earlier. We've talked to all sorts of different porn people today. Porno stalls. The porno stalls. And uh, we are going to get a hold of... Offices of Gary S. Goldman and Associates and Curb Appeal Consulting. We are not available to take your call. We are going to call Gary one more time here. Because I want to get Gary on. You have reached the offices of Gary S. Goldman and Associates. Okay. Well, uh, let's try this. Let's try to get our other guest. Try this one. We'll try this one. Let's see if we can get Dan. Let's see if Dan works. We're gonna flip flop guests, I guess. We're gonna flip flop guests, I guess. Too many words that mean the same thing. There's Dan. How are you, my friend? It's James Lowe giving you a call for your radio interview. How are you today? Good, doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Give me a couple seconds here. I gotta add our co-hosts in on the old skip skype here or as chris matthews used to call it the uh the skip i used to oh, call wait, it and can you give me about a can you give me about uh, about a minute or so with no okay? problem no problem go ahead okay. i'm just adding people in here it's not not a problem at all and okay. uh give me about a minute we're gonna get don mazella and iql rizzoli uh added into the mix here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio. and amfm247.com and I think there's IQ and I think we might have Don as well. IQ, can you hear me my friend? I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, you are loud and clear, brother. <laughs> my earphones correctly. Hold on. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> IQ, Al Rizzoli, the, uh, the world traveler. But when uh, he is, uh, <laughs> he snuck into the United States, went to the border, and snuck out, and nobody knew he was here. I, <laughs> I still to this day think that was the coolest thing <laughs> that he ever did. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're trying to get Don Mazella in here as well for our, uh, along with our other guest. He is uh, gonna. Well, Don supposedly is unavailable, which I think is garbage. I'm gonna try to add him in again. Uh, we have been. <laughs> available <laughs> it is it is just uh it, it's it's a fun day on skype i i have been trying to get all sorts of things to work today here on the old the old skype and sometimes it just doesn't work but i think i've got our guest and i think i've got iq and uh can you guys hear me i can hear you okay perfect perfect well we're gonna start uh First of all, I- IQ, I want to start with you before we get to our guest, because I'm going to try to get Don in here as well. Um, what do you make of, of some of the some of the news since we, we talked on Tuesday, my friend, of the uh, 
of, of this COVID-19 and all this shenanigans going on. Well, there are not shenanigans. <laughs> Things are happening. There's no question about it. That there is a, me- a remedy. This hydroxyl, whatever it is called, that was started in France to start with, they activated it in, in New York, and I think it was 350 people, and within six days, all of them uh, recovered. That's amazing. Whether it's true or not, I honestly cannot put you know, my, my uh, faith in it. I have no idea. But if it is true, and Donald Trump has got all these people who are excellent people around him, and he thinks that this malaria, which was a medicine against malaria, yes, can do the job, and he has allowed the chemical industries and others to go ahead with it, why not? It is not impossible, really, that there is something in the market that can be used. And I honestly believe also that by middle of April, America should go back to work. Because you can't sustain a, a failure for another month or two months of people not working. What do you think? We have got uh, our guest with us today. Dr. Dan, can you hear us, my friend? Yes, guys. How are you? Good to be on. Now, uh, doctor, t- talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the different things going on with this COVID-19, because you're an award-winning scientific and academic leader. You- you've got several biotech and pharmaceutical uh, awards, and uh, you- you've-, you've been involved in all these things. You're a medical expert. Uh, what do you make of what IQ just said and, and-, and the whole COVID-19 uh potential for a cure or a vaccine here right right yeah no so i know there's been a lot of research coming out and i believe that uh, johns hopkins is working you know quite a bit and you know as far as the vaccine i still think you know some people think we're about three months away or six months but i still think we're about a year off from a uh, from a vaccine in regards to that now in regards to a pharmaceutical you know antiviral you know that takes time i mean these, these type of drugs have Gosh, I mean, they, they can certainly be fast-tracked, but if we can get something in the next uh, couple months, that would be fantastic. But normally, going through drug trials, you know, the, the four phases takes a quite a bit of time. But on a fast track, hopefully it can be done within the next uh, three to six months. Now, uh, what, what, what do you make of this whole thing with the... Uh with this COVID-19 uh, being, being in the, uh, being in the medical industry as long as you have been and uh, be, being around some of the different things that you've been around. Right. You know, so the, you know, COVID-19, it's just a, it's a novel, you know, type of virus, right? You know, the coronavirus has been around since the 1960s, you know, causing the common cold and then further down causing pneumonia. But this is a, a type of strain that's, it's brand new. Um, it's new to everybody, and, and we're learning so much. I mean, it, it's so fluid right now. It seems like with the incubation period being about five days, we're, you know, we're, we're seeing this increase in numbers probably every five to 14 days. And, and that's why there's been a number on this 14-day kind of quarantine, because it takes you know, up to 14 days for it to, be, to spread to one another. Now, uh, IQ, uh, do you have any updates on, on what's going on over the, in the Middle East concerning this? Because uh, they seem to be getting hit the hardest. Yes, but they are causing it to themselves because in the Middle East we're talking about is Muslim countries. And the Muslim uh, clerics are telling their people that they don't have to worry about the coronavirus because the Quran protects them. I mean, for a, a person like the doctor, he can, he can laugh at it, but we're discussing people who believe. And these people who believe, they had a demonstration yesterday in Tehran with thousands upon thousands of people for the burial of one of their leaders. Now, we're talking about an epidemic, a pandemic, and yet they were there in a demonstration who were told that don't worry about it, nothing will happen to you. In Gaza, in, for example, in Gaza, uh, the, the neighbor of Israel, the imams are telling the people in Gaza, if you have coronavirus, spread it to other people, to the Jews and to the Christians. This is not a laughing matter. 
This is not an aberration. This is a fact that's happening literally under our eyes. And the news media will never, ever mention these things. What do you think? Yeah, what, 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 do, you, what do you think about this, doctor? Yeah, certainly a, a very interesting concept. And, you know, with, with corona, right, with, with COVID-19, is a lot of the symptoms are, are people are asymptomatic and very mild. So you don't realize that these people actually have it. And as they're spreading it, it really is, you know, quite amazing. Even in research that's shown with kids, you know, these kids are kind of super spreaders as well. You know, it hasn't affected them as much, but certainly it's, it, you know, being a, a super spreader and these mild cases are turning into to very you know, problematic, especially for immune compromised and elderly people. Now, uh, IQ, uh, what, what are some other things that you've, you've been hearing uh, around the world as it relates to COVID-19? Well, the, problem, the point is this. People who are listening to the news media like CNN, MSNBC, and the others, who always lie, they have always been lying. I'm not supporting Trump because of he said so. I've always said it. By the way, the Western media in Europe do exactly the same thing. They lie, they deceive, and they don't give the correct information. In Russia, for example, there is an epidemic, but under Putin, it's all under the, literally under the carpet at the moment. Yeah. But there are people who are coming out and saying it is much more serious than what the government in Russia is saying. The same thing in Pakistan. The same thing in every Muslim country that we can think of. Why do I keep mentioning Muslim countries? Because they don't truly believe in science. They honestly believe. The Imam is telling them, if you write a verse of the Quran and put it on your shoulder, nothing will happen to you. Well, this is a mentality of the 7th century Arabia, not the 21st century. This is what's happening. So when it will start there, and they don't have the infrastructure, they don't have the hospitals, they don't have the doctors, they don't have anything to be able to counter it. In the meantime, the Ayatollahs of Iran are demanding that America should relieve them of the sanctions. Never do that. Because they have been spending $150 billion that Obama gave them to do acts of terror instead of taking care of their people. Doctor, what do you think? Right, no, you know, certainly a very interesting concept if we, as we look at how this is affecting, you know, globally um, everywhere. So there, there's certainly, I, I think he makes some very valid points. Um, you know, right now, I, I think what we can do is continue to be hopefully mindful of, of others and kind of do our part right now as citizens to help prevent the uh, the spread of this. But just the impact that it's having globally and the perspectives that you bring are, are certainly very fascinating. We have got... It's, sorry, it is frightening, no, honestly, by, because we're dealing with people who are more controlled in belief than in science and technology. It is scary. So America should take care of herself first, because if America cannot take care of herself first, she will never be able to take care of anybody else. We have got uh, Dr. Dan O'Brien with us today. We also have our co-host IQ Rizzoli as well. And um, what, doctor, do you think that the uh, insufficient preparedness and in infrastructure and in health care uh, caused this COVID-19 to be a little bit worse than it could have been? Yeah, certainly an interesting perspective, right? And with that, I mean, speed was everything with this. I think everything just happened so quickly that just the preparation we just didn't have, to your point, right, the infrastructure, what we're seeing with the hospitals and just, you know, people turning older buildings now into hospitals. And um, definitely, I think things is, it came on very fast and it just kind of spread very rapidly, even faster than the flu. Um, I just think people were definitely scrambling on, on identifying respirators and masks, and it, it really became, you know, quite a problem. So I think moving forward, if this were ever to happen again, I think we can certainly be more prepared. But um, I think everyone tried to act as appropriately and diligently in regards to healthcare workers as fast as we possibly could during this time. We have got Dr. Dan O'Brien with us today. We also have our co-host, IQ Rizzoli, as well. And uh, Dr. Dan O'Brien is an award-winning scientific and academic leader. 
He's worked with several biotech and pharmaceutical companies on increasing awareness, education, and research in many diagnostic and therapeutic fields, including the biotech industry. And uh, not only is Dr. Dan a medical expert, uh, but he's also a medical futurist. Tell us a little about this, because you've got specialized knowledge uh, in uh, uh, nanobots, remote surgery, medical apps. Tell us about this stuff. Yeah, so really two things kind of come to mind, especially with this COVID-19. The first is trying to improve access in healthcare, and I think one technology that's being able to do that is telemedicine. I think a lot of physicians now are, are utilizing telemedicine so patients kind of have greater access to care without actually stepping out of their home. So that's number one. And I think number two, we look at AI, artificial intelligence, which has really transformed every industry, including now healthcare. So to be able to look at real-time data as it's happening with COVID-19, as well as be able to possibly predict something like this in the future would certainly be interesting with uh, with AI. And of course, you know, number three with um, digital health. You know, digital health now has kind of transformed healthcare. So I think as we look at more digital applications, this could help um, improve the quality of care costs and even access now with healthcare. So those three technologies, telemedicine, AI, and, and digital health, I would see there'd be a big, big boom and how it kind of even pertains to this COVID-19 right now. Doctor, do you think from your point of view, what Donald Trump is doing is correct so far? I'm sorry, second, what other companies are doing? what Donald Trump is doing as yeah. regarding this right. epidemic? Right, you know, great, great question. I, I think this happened so quickly that, you know, he surrounded himself by obviously thought leaders with, with the CDC, with the NIH. Um, and I think at first, you know, he was acting kind of appropriately and very diligently, but, you know, it's just, it's tough, right? Because it just happened so quickly and, and trying to, to get everyone on board. Um, but it seems as though that him and his staff were, were doing the best that they possibly could. You know, from a healthcare perspective, I don't think anybody kind of saw this coming. Um, you know, maybe some people said, you know, back in December we might have, but nowhere near to the extent that this is kind of scaled. Um, but I, I think everyone's trying to do the very best that they can. From that point of view, I agree, of course, 100%. But why is the media making it uh, into negative, negative all the time, scaring the people? In fact, I, I honestly believe the scare, the the panic is worse than the pandemic. What do you think? I absolutely agree. And one thing we haven't really looked at is how many people have recovered. You know, if you turn on CNN or Fox or any of the channels, they talk about how many cases and how many deaths, but they're not talking about how many people actually have recovered. Exactly, so be because, they always look, yeah, because they always take the negative. They never give you anything positive. Nothing. Absolutely. Really nothing positive. I agree. We have got James. Uh, you. Yes, we, we've got Dr. Dan O'Brien with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, what do you make of, of the fact that in this age of technology and the fact that we're being, you know, uh, essentially shut in, and we're going to social media and apps and these things? Do you think medical apps are, are going to be more uh, of a commonplace as we move forward with all this, or? I do. I, I definitely think, you know, again, it's it's about improving quality of care and improving access. And I think with the digital world we've lived in, and we've seen now the amount of people, my gosh, that use Zoom and Ring Central right now. And I think that medical apps are definitely going to be on the rise. It's just there's there's so many, right? There's so many apps that, that come out and it's just tough to depict which ones are going to be successful or not. But I would think that this digital world is, is going to be huge, the technology moving forward in case something like this were to happen again. We have got uh, Dr. Dan O'Brien with us today, IQL Rizzoli as well. And, um, Doctor, before we let you go, how do do we find you online, websites, all these things? Yes, absolutely. I'm actually in the midst of um, um, kind of developing my website right now. I'm just kind of making a couple of tweaks. But I am on um, on Facebook, uh, Dr. Dan O'Brien. You can reach out to me. Um, Absolutely. And and right now, my main mission is I just want to make a difference in the community, right? I, I think... I just want to help others and, you know, be able to educate others and as they're learning more about this. And my biggest advice is just find reliable sources, right? The CDC, your public health officials, and be very proactive with that, you know, if you have any symptoms, for sure. So, Fantastic. Doctor, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yes. Yes, likewise.
It was it was fantastic. We're going to take a, a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have our next guest on with me and IQ, and hopefully Don. And uh, Doctor, I appreciate your time. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Love being on the show, and um, have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break and be back with more on the other side, and uh, hopefully we get Don Mazzella. Maybe. Maybe we'll get Don Mazzella. I don't know. Maybe I'll get my music to Natural is always best, and nothing is better than growing your own food. AncientPathNaturals.com is all about sustainability, and when it comes to growing mushrooms, they are the best. With AncientPathNaturals.com, you can enjoy mushrooms cultivated at home. They make it super easy for beginners to grow their morels year after year, right in their own backyard. They offer excellent quality customer service from knowledgeable people right at their facility, and they are always happy to help customers and answer any questions you may have. These are all organic ingredients with everything fully ready to use. There is no mixing or mess. 100% great grow guarantee. They have single, three, and five packs available. And morel patches will grow back larger every year. Visit their website right now to learn more. AncientPathNaturals.com 40 years of mushroom cultivation. Always organic, always sustainable. Here to help your grow go great. AncientPathNaturals.com You open the mailbox. Reach in. It's your cell phone bill it's time to stop the insanity right now if you want better cellular service at a better price then it's time you switch to pure talk usa kathy and joe from coral springs florida did and are now saving 100 per month that's because all of pure talk usa's plans include unlimited talk text and data at an incredibly low price Pure Talk USA's customer service is located right here in the USA, and their chairman and CEO is a U.S. veteran. We're so confident that you'll love Pure Talk USA that we've included a one-month risk-free guarantee and 50% off your first month of service. Log on to puretalkusatv.com now. Enter the promo code DEALS3. That's puretalkusatv.com. Enter the promo code DEALS3 for unlimited talk, text, and data. It's got to be puretalkusatv.com. Promo code DEALS3. When it comes to eating, natural is always best, and nothing is better than growing your own food. AncientPathNaturals.com is all about sustainability, and when it comes to growing mushrooms, they are the best. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and border to border. Each and every day at kjagradio.com. Also, J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Spotify, Talk America Live on the weekends, and 50-plus AM effort stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. We've got a brand-new podcast we want to tell you about today here on our big program. These folks, absolutely amazing. Go over and give them five stars. It's on thebrinkpodcast.com. Find them at podcasts on Apple. They are fantastic. On thebrinkpodcast.com. This is an amazing, amazing broadcast. It's hosted by S. A-N-A-M-E-L-O. On the Brink is fantastic. Go over and check it out today. It is amazing. Check out onthebrinkpodcast.com. Rate them five stars and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Okay. I think we've got our guests. So we are going to try Gary again. Mr. Gary Goldman. And then we are going to bring in IQ Rizzoli and Don Mazzella. So, we are going to dial Gary's number and get him in here. Get a hold of us on iHeartRadio, also AMFM247.com as well. And, uh... 
Gary? There we are. I've got you. There we are. And okay, let me uh, grab our other two co-hosts here and get them into the uh, get them into the mix here. So uh, there, there is there is, are, are you locked down in in your neck of the woods? It's a it's it's very confusing. I mean, um, we're told to they've closed just about everything down, but. There's a lot of exceptions, and uh, we're not confined to our homes, if that's what you mean. We can. There's people working, not necessarily in buildings, but you know, construction type work, and uh, people in, in and out of stores. So it's one, you know, it's, it's a very odd situation. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of an odd time. <laughs> so we are going to see if we could get. Uh, Al, uh, Al Rizzoli and uh, Don Mazzella in here. Uh, Mr. Rizzoli, can you hear me? You've popped up on the I screen. Can you. Can you there we are. Good. And uh, we're trying to get Don in here. I, I don't know what's going on with Don's Skype. Uh, I know I've had some Skype issues today, too. So it's it's probably not just a Don Mazzella issue. But uh, our next guest here at the bottom of the hour, uh, national political analyst Gary S. Goldman is with us today, the nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the Metro Boston area. And he's also the author of My Big Mouth and the Ugly Truth, <laughs> taking the stress out of opinions versus facts. And uh, Gary, first of all, I want to talk about your book, uh, tell me an IQ a little bit about about your fabulous book here. So, so the whole idea behind the book. I mean, you know, you sit there and you you talk to a lot of different guests, but you you know, we talk to callers, and yes. callers love to take their opinion and sort of start tre- uh, stretching some of their opinion into uh, they heard it as factual information. So, you know, one of the, one of the things on my show, and I, I think I've told you this before, if anyone calls, I always say you're entitled to your uh, opinion, but not your own facts. So I decided <laughs> that, it, you know, after, after being so frustrated, it was, it was time to, you know, put a book together of some of the interviews that I've done, you know, re, uh, nationally, internationally with guests, and get, you know, experts uh, to talk about certain whether it's immigration, it could be the virus here, and develop conversation and then let people take, first of all, listen, and hopefully come up with, you know, a consensus of what they agree with and what they don't agree with. But based on factual information, you know, I I don't like having guests, you probably do not, that just come on and, you know, spew something that fits the moment. It has to be based on, on, on facts and I think the more we do this, James, the more we get people to listen, they don't have to agree with us, but to open their mind. That's the whole point behind the book. Read some of these interviews, open your mind up, and, you know, maybe you'll pick something up. Look, at I have a lot of people that call the show. I have a lot of guests that call the show, and I learn something every time I have a conversation with someone, and I think that's the way life should be till the, till the very end. So, um, you know, that, that was the premise behind it, because it's so frustrating talking with people, and then when you have to back them up and ask them where you got that information, and most of them just, you know, information is disseminated so many different ways, yes. and it just it gets worse and worse as you go down the line. So having, the, you know, interviews and uh, talking with people about different issues and then letting people make up their own mind. And you know what else I hope they do, James, is, is um, go and research this information. Go look up things and, and do some research on your own. Don't rely on social media. And for heaven's sake, don't rely on the mainstream media because that's outright dangerous. <laughs> it is Gary S. Goldman with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. We're trying to reach uh, Don Mazzella, but uh, I, I'm trying to reach him by phone Hello. now. And I think I'm that... glad you called, but we can't nope. take your call right now. <laughs> Please leave well, your name. Okay, apparently we're getting his voicemail. <laughs> Um, IQ, um, you have been on uh, lots of, of talk shows. You've been a caller. You've been a guest. Uh, w- w- what do you make of, of Gary's book? He's absolutely correct. M- many people have opinions, but not based on knowledge. Opinions based on what the news media told them or their friends told them or their cousin told them. Very few people <laughs> actually go spend the time to even research it, not even for half an hour or 15 minutes. I can get more information in five minutes on the internet than I get from maybe a whole day on MSNBC. And I'll get it wrong from MSNBC. 
Anyway, so I, I, I like what the doctor, what the gentleman say. Could you give us an example, please, so can we can laugh? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, well, I, I, I could sit here probably for two days and do that, but I'll get a lot of guest call, um, excuse me, a lot of callers that will call in, and let's, let, you know, let's talk about the border when we were going through that real crisis at the border several months ago, and, you know, just uh, crazy statements like um, people are being locked up without food and water, and children are being sent back into the, you know, into the into the uh, heat and desert without, you know, any means to get to safety. Where did you, so, you know, obviously I will, I will prompt someone and ask them, where did you get that information? Well, they will start by saying, they will start with what you know is their opinionated, uh, quote-unquote, facts. But as you back them and the more you question them and talk to them and say, well, did you know the U.S. government set up this facility? Did you know that you know there were there's documentation that all these facilities are equipped with you know showers water food housing and then you know it's like confession they will start saying well i heard exactly what you just said i heard that from a friend i heard it from my brother i heard it from my brother-in-law but that is so dangerous because in today's world so many people base what they consider factual information on hearsay and what strikes me over and over is how they learn to believe this stuff again without doing any work on their own you know to some people social media has become quote-unquote their god literally they believe anything that they read or hear on social media and if that's the way they someone wants to go through life i guess that's the, you know their decision but it is not good for society we we've gotten very lazy we don't want to do our homework and like you just said spend five minutes researching something. I've never told anybody, James, that they have to agree with me. I just tell them they have to listen to opposing ideas and other points of view, and that's how you get great conversation going. We've lost the ability to converse in this country, and it's, I think it's worse now than it's ever been. Even in the midst of this crisis here, you know, conversations that you have with people in regard to um, uh, another example, I had a caller the other day, and they were telling me how the federal government is, uh, and Donald Trump is ultimately responsible for not having masks and, you know, available. You know, when you, when you research this, it is up to your local municipality and then the state government who have these emergency preparedness uh, committees or, or groups that are supposed to be in charge of this. It's not up to the federal government to call the state of Massachusetts and say, how many masks do you need? It's just the opposite. When you can't get your supply or you've dwindled your supply, then the federal government comes in to help. Hospitals, same thing. I, you know, I have family members involved in the medical community uh, that are working on a daily basis and said, the shortage is not because the federal government didn't give us any supplies. It's A, because the hospitals work on such cost-cutting measures. We could, that's a whole different you know, conversation. And they don't order the stock that they need. And then the municipality or the city or town well, the, or the state government never checked with them to make sure they have this stuff. And it's, it's just the lack of factual information. It's easy to blame. It's easy, you know, not, we all like to be victims and, you know, no one wants to be held accountable for their actions. It's easy to blame someone else. But I think, you know, in current terms, this whole situation with supplies that we're limited to, we're going to find out it's going to fall on many of the loudmouth governors that are out there talking about how the federal government has failed them. That is surely not the case. No, doctor, with all due respect, I don't think you are a, a Democrat. No, in Massachusetts, <laughs> and I live in the People's Republic of Massachusetts, and uh, no, I am not a Democrat. Thank God okay, for I have many friends that are Democrats, <laughs> and we, we, we talk and we agree to disagree, but... Uh, you know, many oh, of them lucky. in the last several years have gone way, way too, too far to the left for me. Yeah, you're lucky they can agree to disagree. I thought they would bash you in or something. Well, agree to disagree on a nice day. I mean, I've been called more names in the last two years than I, I've ever recalled in my that's what I would life. Have, that's exactly what I would have expected. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, thank God. you. No, I agree with you 100%. Not because you are not a Democrat, because you're rational. <laughs> Most Democrats are not rational. I have friends of mine. I come from Iraq originally. Yeah. And I have friends in America, also from Iraq. They're completely in denial. 
absolutely completely in denial of facts and reality. And they do exactly what you said. They don't even research the subject. They have an opinion, they heard it, and it got to be true. And that's it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. It really it is, is scary. Ver- it is very... Yeah, well, the political divide right now... You know, I was out... I had to run an errand this afternoon, and uh, I, w- I was just, you know, thinking about the... Even, even right now, it, you know, it should not be whether you have a D or R or an I before your name or after your name. It should be what is good for the, you know, the country. What do we have to all do to make this better for everybody who's suffering, who's sick, who's out of work, whose businesses are about to go bankrupt because they, you know, they have no revenue coming in. But everything has that political slant. And I don't think in my lifetime I have ever seen it to this degree. I've, I've seen political disagreement over the years, but not to the degree that we're seeing it today. And it's, you know, every time you think, well, look, if we can't come to some sort of terms under a situation like this, when are we going to come to terms or how are we going to come to terms? And I constantly ask myself that because it's it's tough to figure out. Now, again, living in the state of Massachusetts doesn't help me get a great perspective of things, you know, uh, but... Um, the reality is it's out there and it's 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 just it's troublesome what's going on today look at what pelosi was doing look what the democrats were doing mm-hmm. this is a global war it's not a second world war this is the, the third world war literally it's a global war this virus is a global epidemic or pandemic and yet she spent 10 days 10 days she wasted to put garbage items for the Democrat Party, which supports abortion, illegal immigrants, and so on and so forth. It's got nothing to Carbon do with the coronavirus. Yeah, green initiatives. I mean, this is not the time to do this. was surely not the time to do that. But at what point, see, and, and this is also, you know, uh, troubling. At what point, again, doesn't matter which party, even if you're a Democrat, you say, wait a second. Stop this nonsense. I have family members. I have friends. My employer or my business is on the verge of going, you know, down the tubes. Forget about this stuff. We need the help. But you do, you don't see enough of that outrage out there either. You don't see, the, again, that political divide stays right down the middle no matter what. And I would have thought, again, that in this situation we'd be well, well past it. Knowing very well we'd be back to it or some form of it at some point in time. But I really thought we'd we'd be able to call, come together more than we have. Well, God willing, in November 2020, if enough people wake up to the fact that the Democrat Party is an anti-American party, then America will come together. Yeah. But at the oh, moment, 47 percent of Americans are brain dead. Literally, 47 percent of Americans, I've said it on every talk show, are completely brain dead. What do you think? Oh, I listen. Uh, I have family members, very intelligent people, that when it comes to the uh, the hypnosis that they've been put under by the Democratic Party, um, I do agree with you. They're they're brain dead. They're brain dead. They can't they can't think on their own. They can't think clearly. And I'm just not sure how they think selling America is constantly the bad guy or we need more government control, or we have to take over industries. I mean, look at the, the press the other day uh, pushing the president about nationalizing industry. He goes, I signed the order, I can if I want, but industries are coming on their own to do the things we're asking them. But no, they, they want to take, you know, it's just another means of getting control. I think they figured if we start nationalized at some point, maybe we won't release that order. Maybe, we'll, you know, they, they're so delusional to think they could win in, November that they'll just keep it over and, you know, i.e., look at Venezuela and what you get over time. So um, the American people are brain dead. All they have to do is read some of the editorials from people from Venezuela saying, wake up and open your eyes. And I firmly believe, I firmly believe that the socialism that they think they're getting is what Barack Obama gave them as handouts. This democratic socialism is just, you know, a, a a play on words, but I think they're totally confused with Barama administration handouts and what socialism really means, which is, you know, the takeover of basically private industry and hold you, 
as tight as, as you know, you're under full government control. That's exactly what they want. Our two senators from Massachusetts, uh, Markey and I believe uh, Warren, instead of working with the Senate, they're sending letters to the president telling him he should have the U.N. come in and take this problem over. Now, could anyone ever imagine the U.N. running this particular crisis? We'd all be doomed. <laughs> the U.N. cannot run its own bloody show. <laughs> the tragedy is exactly what you said. These people, they're not under hypnosis. They've been brainwashed completely. Right. right. For anybody to think that socialism is, has worked. The Soviet Union collapsed. China is not a communist state, actually. It is a huge industrial uh, money-making machine. But true, okay, you have a communist party. But China today has the biggest middle class ever in history. And they all, many of them are doing really, really well. Why? Because of the trillions of dollars that the American companies built and put in there. You have to bring it all back. These industries that were, were made to manufacture in China should be coming back to be made in USA. Yeah, I mean, I personally think this virus and this war economy that we're in will change the way the United States does business across the globe. And I think one of the big changes is a lot of it will come back here and the the remainder will never be all centralized in China. I mean, China is, is you know, it's just too unstable. And, I mean, look at the way they operate. Look, at if the, if the Chinese government just informed the people, what was the world, what was going on a month, two months earlier, how many lives would be saved. And, and that's another thing that frustrates me. When those on the left are arguing about the president calling it the Chinese virus, look at whether you agree with that or disagree with it, it's, that's really not the issue. The issue was they're protecting the, the, the country that caused the problem and, and, and you know, throwing shame on, on our government or our president you know, for making those comments. The fact of the matter is the Chinese government, in my opinion, is liable on so many different levels for what has gone on here. And they're on to their, their smear campaign, and they're on to campaigning to change, you know, the thought process. Look, at they sent doctors to different parts of, the, of, of Europe, and, and that's, all, that's all politics. That's all to get those people on their side. But the Chinese government, in this particular case, has to pay... A price. I'm not sure how you make them pay the price or what that price is going to be, but this time they've go, they have gone way too far, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and something, <laughs> something, Gary. That uh, an IQ. Feel free to jump in on this as well. But uh, one of the things that a lot of people have have been calling for is these these weird Chinese markets where they're eating bats and all yeah. these different things. And they're talking about how they need to have some oversight and they need to close these places. Um, how do you do that? Or are you able well, to do that? Uh, you, look, at I've read the... First of all, if they're really doing this, and I guess from you know reading enough articles the other the last week or two about people that have seen this happen, that's a problem in and of itself. I mean, you you, you know you, you look at the process it is in this country, and we don't always like it, but um, the way food is inspected and what we're allowed to eat, and that's one part of regulation. I'm almost okay with. It. I'm not a overregulating type of guy, but I think the food chain has to be you know monitored. If you have a, a country that's allowing people to eat any type of rodent and not think there's going to be some medical repercussions from that, you know, there's a big problem there. So that's something that has to be addressed. I'm not sure where, you know, there are claims that it did come from that type of uh, eating in the food chain in that regard. I don't know. But whether, James, whether it did or didn't, that's still a big problem. I mean, think about that. It's a very big problem. IQ, what, what do you think about this? I agree with him. I mean, personally, I honestly don't think it came from the market. Because the Chinese have been eating this for maybe a thousand years. And the market that they're talking about is only a few hundred yards away from the Wuhan laboratory. It could have been a mistake in the laboratory. But as the do doctor said, had they mentioned it to anybody, 
And by the way, Donald Trump has been in touch with Xi, the prime, the premier of China, many, many times, and he lied to him. I mean, the Chinese lied to Trump. Had they be, had they been honest with Trump, I don't think this economic failure, global economic failure, and the pandemic would have continued the way it is now. But most people who oppose Trump are literally, they suffer from the Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about it. Because they can't see anything beyond Trump. Everything in their life is to do with Trump, and they want to remove him. By any means, foul or otherwise, it's not going to happen. I honestly believe, God willing, that in by April, if things do change, like Donald Trump is thinking about or forecasting, 2020 will remove the Democrat Party forever. From your lips to God's ears, I mean that would be uh, <laughs> that would be what we uh, what is well needed. And you're right, the Trump derangement syndrome is you know. Um, I had judged Janine Perro on the show, and we had callers calling in, and another great example, you know, they, they'll throw out how much they dislike the judge, and, uh, excuse me, how they dislike the president, and, you know, she's a great interviewer, and she will just start breaking, you know, start asking the questions, well, what don't you like about him? Is it the political, po- is his politics, you know, and it's amazing they don't really understand why they don't like him. A lot of them just don't like him because of what they've heard on the news, what they've heard on, read on social media. And that's how they've set their mindsets. Because when you ask them, when you flip it around and say, like, how are you doing financially? How is your job? Is, you know, how is everything in your, is your home life? Are you, you buying, able to buy the things you need? And it's not, life isn't all about money. But let's face it, the United States works off its hip national bank. People in this country are very happy when they have money and they're fat and sassy. They don't even know. By the time we were done questioning some callers, they did not basically know why they did not like him. But it's just that derangement syndrome, as I said, and it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, until the coronavirus hit, the labor, the, the labor statistics the best in 55 years. The economy, the best since God, maybe since Roosevelt. Everything was going beautiful. The Dow Jones was going through the ceiling. So everything was going beautiful. And yet, the same people, the same people who suffer the Trump derailment syndrome were attacking him 24-7-365. Unbelievable. You know what I find amazing about Trump? That in spite of all the death and destruction heaped upon him, he stands up and he is clear thinking. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is amazing. And, and you, know what, you know what else is amazing? How many people, even today, are happy that the economy has taken, well, it's more than a little bump right now. But even prior to this virus, People wanted the economy to stutter or go into a recession just because of their hatred toward the president. Now, when some of the celebrities or some of these, you know, big mouths on the news would talk about it, look, at they're financially set than most Americans. They get a nice fat paycheck every week for spewing inaccurate information. I mean, we all wish we could do that. But with that said and done, with that said and done they're hoping that things stumble, knowing that it may hurt their friends their family, their co-workers, they didn't care. And, you know, they talk about the president's mental demeanor. You know, there was a psych- that psychologist from Yale that came out and said, oh, the president, someone needs to intervene. There's something mentally wrong with the president. Though I usually don't, die, quote, unquote, diagnose without seeing the patient. Yet she's willing to come out and say that Joe Biden doesn't have any mental issues and he's fine unequivocally without even interviewing him or having a conversation with him. So look at the the bias, the hatred toward this president is going to be there even when he gets reelected. But he has what I call it, and it is this ability to withstand, as you just said, just about anything and still be bright-eyed and able to deal with the problems at hand. Look at anybody else in office, 
at this time. Could you people pr- picture a presidency, President Hillary Clinton during this time? We'd be under martial law. There is no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. 100% guaranteed. I honestly believe, and I said I had an article written on that one. I said it like in the Bible, God said about the people of Israel, those who bless you I shall bless, those who curse you I shall curse. I think it goes exactly the same for Donald Trump. Those for, who have been cursing him have been cursed all the way, and those who have been blessing them are blessed. Right. And I think it will continue to 2020. November. Yeah. No, it's look at we need we the the fact of the matter is if we cannot allow a Democrat to obtain the office of president. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the the complexion of this country would change forever. And, it, you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't even know what they're wishing for. And, and you know, a little humor to the situation. My Democratic friends here in Massachusetts who will tell me how horrible the president is, I'll always, first thing I'll say to them, how are your, how's your 401k doing? How are your investments doing? It's all doing fine. And then they will tell me, I, I, I will say, aren't you a little guilty that that's all, you know, you're taking money from the Trump economy and, you know, you hate the guy so much, you should be donating that money somewhere. You shouldn't be taking that money. That's too hypocritical. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's so funny because they'll say, no, that's the Barack Obama economy. And yeah. of course, my comeback is, look at, I know you're going to therapy and that's what your therapist is telling you so that you will live with that, you know. But it, it is, it's crazy. They want the economy to fail, but yet they want to take, reap all the benefits of this president, which they would never have seen under a Hillary Clinton presidency. Never. You remind never, me of never. Bill Maher. Bill Maher wished this collapse of the economy. He wished it in public on his show. And he's supposed to be a comedian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and look at him, you know, big mouth and millionaire. He could survive the collapse economy for quite some time. But Correct. that's, you know, when you sit, you know, with with certain financial privileges and socioeconomic privileges, it's easy to say things and do things. But the reality is you've got to think of mankind all around you. And he was surely not thinking of mankind. He could care less of mankind because the fools in this country that support shows like that and make him very wealthy, as he would love to see the demise of our way of life, is is a little too much for me to rationalize at times. Correct. Unfortunately, we are the rational ones. And we suffer because of it. I mean it, honestly. Yep. We suffer because of it. Because we can see what's going to happen. Can you imagine Joe Biden? He is becoming senile on a daily basis. He's going down the tube on a daily basis. When I saw him a few days ago on his show, you know, in his own house. Oh, yeah. I cringed. Really, the guy doesn't realize that he's gone, that he's mentally unfit to do anything. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure that, and I've been saying this all along, that Joe Biden will be the nominee, quote-unquote, superdelegates. And I'm not sure who it will be just yet, but um, I think this is part of the, their, their plan. Look, there's no way that Joe Biden could stand on a stage and debate Donald, ba- Donald Trump for 10 minutes. I mean, he'd, he, he, it would be horrific. It would be embarrassing. Um, and mentally, I don't think he could withstand that. But I still don't, I'm still not convinced... He's the final product the Democrats are going to throw at us. Well, there's a well, rumor to... they, they want Cuomo now. Yes, Cuomo or Hillary Clinton, one of the yeah. two. Cuomo, who, you know, he was all right at times. I could, I could tolerate him for a few seconds at a time. But again, he, you know, they right away start blaming and throwing blame. But when you throw bl- blame at Donald Trump, he's very factual. Again, he has the facts. That's why I love the guy. And he throws it right back at you. And he threw out what to the to uh, the governor why he didn't have respirators and why he didn't have masks, telling him basically his administration didn't do the right job and have the right things in place. That's why he's suffering. Nothing to do with him. And you know, look at it, I, I have like twelve particular interviews in the book, and I picked those twelve because I think they they brought out the most 
factual information, and it, it, it proved the point about how important facts are. Facts are important. Do you have to agree with them? Absolutely not. But you have to, James, you have to listen to them. And yes. hopefully, hopefully every once in a while, people may not admit it, but it does open their mind up a little bit and get them thinking. It does. And, you know, out of stubbornness, a lot of times people just aren't going to say it or to keep faith. But that was, you know, that was one of my motivating points behind this uh, book, to just make people understand that you cannot, you cannot just say things, and then you can't say those things and hide under the umbrella of political correctness to keep your lies and your, your myths going forward, because that's why this country is in the position, position it's in today. Doctor, it's been a pleasure having you. Honestly, yes. because sometimes James brings some leftists, <laughs> and I go out of my mind. With them. We we had a we had a woman on with me and IQ and Dan Perkins a few weeks ago who was all oh, I about. I love Dan. I love Dan. Yeah. She was talking about this book called Twenty Reasons to Dump Trump." And she, her press people provided all this info, and I had her on uh, the program at one point, did an interview with her. Nice woman. she's She's got a great book. And then we got her on here, and Dan started asking her questions, and she wrote her PR person and said that she felt attacked. And all Dan was doing was just asking her questions. But I've had, look at, I, I can't tell you how many times people do use that exact word, start atta- stop attacking me. Yes. I'm not attacking you. I'm asking you a question. He was asking you made a her- statement. I need some factual information yeah. based uh, on the statement I just, you know, the question I just she asked was you. Like, but she- again, attack is an easier way to get out of it. She made several comments about, well, you know, Trump's ruined the economy. And, and Dan's like, well, okay. And then he starts asking her questions. And I think at one point, uh, and, and, I, and I'm not sure, uh, I'm, I'm, this was a couple weeks ago, but I think at one point Dan asked her a question, and she felt she was attacked, and IQ asked her the exact same question, and she felt she was attacked. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the same question from two different people. <laughs> I, I, look at I'm not... I, James, I go through that on a regular basis, and, you know, I, a lot of times I will just, uh, you know, tell a caller either, call me, but if you don't want to listen and go through a factual sequence here, yes. then call me back when you get the back, you know? Yes. Well, she she felt attacked, and we were going to we were gonna have her on with Dawn and IQ that, that same week, and when she canceled, IQ came on with us, and he's like... Thank the Lord above. <laughs> well, thank God she canceled. Honestly, thank God she canceled. I would have torn her, torn her apart because Dan is a polite guy. I'm not so yes, polite. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dan, Dan is such a nice guy. You, you, you know that uh, from first Oh, I love Dan. I had him on the show uh, last week. We, we, he was on. So Dan's a great guy. Yeah. Very knowledgeable and always has some great information, and that's yes. what it's all about: getting good information out there. No one's telling you you have to accept it, but listen, open your ears and listen. Maybe you'll learn something. Yes, and, you know you hate you hate to come across like that, but sometimes you have to. Yes. Well, uh, b- before we let everybody go here, IQ, I want to start with you. How, how do we find you online? Pick up your books, everything else, my friend. Well, I, I don't think the doctor knows about me. I am specialized on Islam. That's my background. My books are on Amazon called Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam. It's a trilogy. But you can get everything also free of charge. Just Google Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I, and you got everything free of charge. You know more about Islam than the imams of Islam. Beautiful. Now, Gary, uh, the book, My Big Mouth and the Ugly Truth, Taking the Stress Out of Opinion versus Facts. Uh, How do we get the book, and uh, how do we listen to the radio broadcast? All right. You can get the book on Amazon or at my website, GaryOnBPL.com. And you can listen to the uh, podcast, you know, the podcast of the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. It's Business, Politics, and Lifestyle. The show airs. Fridays and Fridays uh, ten in the morning, Saturdays eight to ten, 
And as of April, it looks like it's going to be the 15th now. We're going to be going full-time five days a week. So Wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be quite busy along with the Saturdays as well. So you can find the show again at the, on my website GaryOnBPL.com, or you can always email me at Gary at GaryOnBPL.com. Fantastic. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate you uh, being with us today. This this was definitely a uh, a great discussion about the book and and everything uh, going on in the world around us. So uh, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great speaking with both of you, and I look forward thank to you. speaking with you again soon. Definitely. Thank you, Gary. And IQ, thank you, sir. And, Thanks, James. Uh, you take care. Have a good week. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. And there they go, IQ Al-Rizzoli and uh, Gary Goldman. Gary S. Goldman, the biggest star of business, Gary S. Goldman. And uh, we missed a call from somebody. Who did we miss a call from? We missed a call from somebody, apparently. Apparently someone around the line, we missed somebody. We missed a call. How did we miss a call? I don't know how we missed the call. Did they miss the call? Did I miss the call? What happened here? So, um, that is that. We are going to figure this out. I got to chill this crap off. How do I do all this from this computer? I don't know. I guess I do this. (laughs) 